and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Every day we stand in an epic spiritual battle between good and evil, and safety is of the Lord. This is Truth Dealer Radio. Warning believers to wake up and be sober, encouraging believers to stand on the Word of God, and motivating believers to be truth dealers with a bold witness for Jesus Christ in these end times. And now the host of Truth Dealer Radio, Brian Moonen. It's Truth O'Clock. Praise God. Welcome back to Truth Dealer Radio, where no matter what time zone you're in, it's Truth O'Clock. I'm Brian Moon, and I'm asking you to wake up and join the battle for truth. We know the Word of God is truth, for the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Praise God, that is the main truth we have. And these days, you know, what I want to talk about a little bit today is censorship, and really want to bring out some things that I'll call them big tech, big media, is trying desperately to censor about, maybe I should just call it 84, so I don't get censored. <laughs> but uh, there's a group of doctors in America, I'm going to make it brief because there's a lot of audio clips that I want everyone to hear and share. There's a group of doctors, American doctors, American, okay, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press, American. They call themselves America's frontline doctors. They're trying to get a message out, but every time they try to speak on the steps of the Supreme Court, YouTube takes them down. Twitter takes them down. Everybody tries to take them down. There's something they want to hide. They're, they're censoring them. And so Dr. Simone Gold organized this group and she's a very bold and courageous doctor for doing this and i shared this with some family members and a few people last night and then this morning when i woke up they all said well it's gone it's gone the link is gone this is outrageous and this is disgusting and this is satanic what they're doing and i'll let you figure out why they're doing it that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother show but for today, I want to disseminate this information because censorship is wrong, and I believe these doctors deserve to be heard, and I want them to be heard here in my county, in my local area, and I hope and pray you'll listen to what they're saying and take it to heart because I believe it's the truth. Hello, everybody. I'm Dr. Simone Gold. I'm a board-certified emergency physician and the founder of America's Frontline Doctors. I'm also a Stanford University educated attorney, and we've come back with some of my group for the second White Coat Summit. We're here to speak to America just like we did on July 27th. At that time, we brought the American people truth and hope and optimism, and we're here to give you more truth and more reasons to be optimistic and to not live in fear. There continues to be a great deal of disinformation and outright censorship. Since our summit, the censorship unfortunately has gotten worse. Because of that, we've established a website, America's Frontline Doctors, where you can find the truth, where the truth is not censored. You can also follow most of us on social media. Today we're going to bring you information about masks, about lockdowns, 
about, most importantly, early treatment, reasons to be optimistic. We're going to dispel the myths. I want to start with masks, and I start with this because there's a legal crisis, a constitutional crisis that we're not recognizing. And it is, to some extent, personified by the forced, mandated wearing of masks. Let's not tiptoe around the great big elephant in the room. The facts are actually not in dispute. Masks are completely irrelevant in blocking the SARS-CoV-2 virus. If you doubt that, you must watch the educational session that we've done about the myth of masks. I encourage everyone to do their own internet search and discover that prior to March 2020, there were no scientific journals that asserted that masks could keep out a virus. That's simply not how they works. A virus is one one-thousandth the size of a hair. Consider what our Emperor Fauci said when asked if he's sure that masks work. Now remember, he is not new to the game. This has been his life's work for decades. There was no chance that what he said was a mistake, and there was no chance that SARS-CoV-2 is different than any other RNA virus that he has made his life's work. Dr. Fauci said, when you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a droplet, but it is not providing the perfect protection that people think it is, and often there are unintended consequences. What the New England Journal of Medicine, a premier medical journal, had to say about masks, the following. It is clear that masks serve symbolic roles. Masks are lucky charms that may help increase healthcare workers' perceived sense of safety and well-being. Thus, although such reactions may not be strictly logical, we're all subject to fear and anxiety, especially during times of crisis. Expanded masking protocol's greatest contribution may be to reduce the transmission of anxiety. That is per the New England Journal of Medicine. I will put it plainly to you, my fellow Americans, you have been lied to by the media. Propaganda is not a new phenomenon. Thomas Jefferson said, the man who reads nothing at all is better educated than the man who reads nothing but newspapers. And John F. Kennedy pointed out that it does not matter if the propaganda had a sinister purpose. The great enemy of the truth is very often not the lie, but the myth. Persistent, persuasive, and unrealistic. These days, Americans fall into three groups. Those who recognize the propaganda, those who have been successfully propagandized, and those who don't care. We'll just leave them out of it for now. My message is for mask believers who have not yet realized that they are victims of propaganda and who also think it is no big deal to force other people to wear a mask. In fact, there are three enormous problems with masks. First, mask mandates are spreading fear and hostility that is changing American culture. We are less friendly, less interactive, more hostile, quicker to be angry with our fellow citizen. Masks are very socially divisive. There is mask shaming and mask virtue signaling. There's hashtag social compliance. And there is citizen policing of sidewalks and airplanes and restaurants. And in addition to hostility, masks bring a palpable sense of fear that is totally unwarranted by the facts. There are actual human beings who believe that others will be harmed if they don't wear a mask. And this is tragic. Second, mask mandates cause an insurmountable civil libertarian issue. In the American legal system, the government cannot force a facial covering because all rights not expressly given to the government belong to the people. The government has to neither common law nor statutory right to mandate clothing. Encroaching on a right that belongs to the people is extremely dangerous. 
One of our founding fathers, fourth president, James Madison said, it is proper to take alarm at the first experiment on our liberties. We hold this to be the first duty of citizens and one of the noblest characteristics of the revolution. The free man of America did not wait till usurped power had strengthened itself. Third, wearing masks is a national security issue. When most of the citizenry of our country can so easily be persuaded to do something that is so clearly against our own constitution, our enemies certainly take notice. We are quite literally telegraphing our weakness and social divisiveness to our enemies. Now, to those Americans who are genuinely afraid, we are physicians. We are here to help you with these facts to reduce your fear. First, we'll do the facts, then the emotion, and then the call to action. The first is the facts. Notice that what the experts had said for months is wrong. There are not two million dead. Our healthcare system was not overwhelmed. There were 10 times the number of ventilators that we needed. Nearly everyone survives and early treatment works. You must not ignore your own life experience. If all you had to do to stop a virus was hold a tissue paper to your face, your ancestors would have learned this centuries ago and your grandmother would have taught you this. Second is the emotion. Consider that what President Jefferson said 200 years ago, that newspapers are propaganda, and also what President Kennedy later pointed out, which is that it does not matter if the propaganda is a myth or a lie. Kennedy said, the, I'm sorry, the myth that is persistent and persuasive, realize that just because you believe or feel something is true does not make it true. There has been a massive propaganda campaign to get you to believe something, but you have it within your power to dismiss the propaganda, a simple internet search reveals that no scientist ever believed a mask, let alone a bandana, was relevant against a virus right up until COVID-19. The myth of masks came from politicians, and when something happens in politics, you can be darn sure it's done for another purpose. Third, a call to action. To the mask believers who have been angry at people who won't wear a mask, I call on you now to double your anger, but direct your anger toward those people who have lied to you. It is the people who are angry who have the power to fix the social divisiveness. We need you to put your anger squarely where it belongs. Unleash all of your fury on the professional media complex that has lied and lied and lied to you. And the final call of action to all Americans, so-called experts keep telling you that a bandana can stop a virus that is 1,000 times smaller than a hair. How stupid do you think we are? To all Americans, we say, we will be fooled no longer. The tiny emperor has no clothes. Praise God. You know, Jesus said nothing that is hid will remain hidden. The truth will be exposed. Their sin will find them out. No matter how hard and desperate they are to conceal and cover up what they've done, the truth will be known. In Jesus' name, we'll be right back on Truth Dealer Radio. Most of you know that I love great coffee. Recently, I made a discovery right here in my hometown of Rome, New York. Broaster's Coffee Company, specializing in single-origin, organic, fair-trade, small-batch coffee. My favorite dark roast is the Nicaraguan. When you use the promo code TRUTH, you will receive 10% off your online purchase at thebroasters.com. T-H-E-B-R-O-A-S-T-E-R-S.com. 
Broaster's Coffee Company. Hashtag Roasted in Rome. KJVPrepper.com Christian t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and gospel tracks with the powerful gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Striking at the evil heart of the satanic end times culture in which we are living. That's why KJV Prepper Christian shirts are worn to worn. All designs are original and all apparel is printed here in beautiful upstate New York. KJVPrepper.com Christian apparel worn to worn. Did you know that Big Apple Music has been in business for over 40 years? They have a great selection of guitars, amps, drums, keyboards, digital pianos, and much more. Did you also know that they offer music lessons right here locally, and they rent instruments? Their experienced staff can also repair instruments and sound systems. Located on Seneca Turnpike in New Hartford. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 9, and Saturday, 9 to 6. That's Big Apple Music. Seneca Turnpike in New Hartford. Praise God. Welcome back to Truth Dealer Radio. I'm just going to continue rolling these clips from the White Coat Summit Part 2 held on the steps of the Supreme Court here in the United States of America. Hello, America. I'm Dr. James Tadaro. I received my medical degree from Columbia University in New York, followed by four years of residency training. On these same steps, three months ago at the last White Coat Summit, I talked to you about big tech censorship, how Google was taking down scientific articles, how YouTube and Facebook were censoring evidence-based medicine. But I'm not here to talk to you about that today. I'm not here to talk about the censorship of the present. I'm here to talk to you about the deletion and rewriting of history. Unbeknownst to many, news organizations are deleting articles from the past that no longer fit the narrative today, the narrative of fear, panic, and lockdowns. Case in point, earlier this week, I tweeted out a Forbes article. The Forbes article is called Why the World Health Organization Faked a Pandemic. It was a scathing review of the World Health Organization's over-exaggerated response to the swine flu 10 years ago, the 10-year-old article. I tweeted that out, okay, and and based on the content from that article, COVID-19 pandemic would be considered one of the mildest pandemics of the last century. About 12 hours after I tweeted out that article, Forbes deleted it from their database. Not Twitter took it down. Forbes actually deleted their own story from 10 years ago, overnight, when I drew attention to it. And that's going on unnoticed, continually. These news organizations are deleting history. Now this should scare you. This is directly out of George Orwell's 1984. We need to rise up against censorship of the present but also hold news organizations accountable for their past. Thank you. Thank you, James. Thank you, Simone. I'm Dr. Richard Urso, and I'm a board-certified ophthalmologist, and I'm part of America's Frontline Doctors. <clears throat> and I got involved because uh, early on in this, this, uh, this pandemic, I realized uh, that we had treatment for this virus. Now my background's in drug development, and I've done I've repurposed drugs for for use on the eye, eight different drugs, and I actually developed a drug that's been patented and, and made it through the FDA. So I looked carefully at this, and I could not believe that we were going to let patients go without treatment, die, get on ECMO and ventilators. It made no sense right from the very beginning. Anybody who said that this made sense at the very beginning to lock down, it never made sense. It was clear that we had treatment. Now let me explain that. What is this? This is a virus, right? So we get 
infection, inflammation, blood clots, and breathing problems. Does any doctor know how to treat inflammation? Every doctor does. Does every doctor treat infections all the time? Does every do doctor treat vascular disease and thrombotic episodes? Absolutely. Can we fix breathing problems? Of course we can, okay? So that's why this whole thing was alive right from the very beginning, okay? So let me just say that again. Anybody who tells you different, that's science fiction. That's not science. And anybody who tells you different, that's a physician, that's hypocrisy. They're not, we're about the Hippocratic Oath, about taking care of patients and making sure we keep them from passing away, okay? So the next thing I wanna to talk to you about is what's going on right now in terms of um, this testing and this PCR and, and what, we, what I will call a case-demic. So do we now have, still continue to have a pandemic? And what we're seeing here right now is we don't have a pandemic any longer. I've got a little, uh, uh, chart here and I'll try to have it available for you to look at but let me just explain it do we do we have a pandemic does a pandemic last forever never our bodies are amazing things they will fight viruses they will fight bacteria they will fight all these things and what we see historically even when we didn't have weapons that were that great 1918 1957 we have a small peak I mean a, a large peak early on a lot of people are getting cases a lot of people are dying about 100 and 110 days later what happens did you get a follow, small peak following up and here you'll see the big peak in March and a small peak in July and now we're at the end of that the pandemic is over okay there's still going to be people getting sick and and there's still going to be people dying but not in massive numbers so what do we have right now what's the fear what's driving the fear what they're doing is they're taking a test called PCR and they're driving this whole thing with fear because we have a lot of people with positive cases you know some people are smart enough not to not to believe it the president of Tanzania actually tested a goat a quail and a pawpaw and they all came back positive positive. and guess what the pawpaw wasn't sick <laughs> so let me tell you here's what we're seeing we've got hurry on early on in March I know it may be hard to zone in on this we had a lot of cases and a lot of people died now here we are at this time of the year September a lot of cases you see the red there's very little red there that's because they're basically driving this with fear and they're trying to make us believe that we need to stay locked down. The Netherlands, here it is right here. Only reason I brought this one, look at all these cases, and basically nobody's dying, no one, okay? And they just locked down again. How does that make sense? We know it doesn't. So America, just know, we have treatment, we have things that work, we can treat every part of this disease. We no longer have a pandemic, we're at the end of the pandemic, and this, this fear and loathing is from this driven uh, PCR testing, which is actually false positives, okay? We need to go back to living our lives and get back to the way we know we did things in the past. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Dr. Lee Merritt. I graduated the University of Rochester, New York in 1980. I completed an orthopedic residency, a spine fellowship. I served 10 years as a military surgeon, and I was on a congressional committee that looked at technology for the Navy. In my entire, and you know, I'm a spine surgeon. I've spent 40 years of my life in a mask. And I can tell you in my entire career, as Dr. Gold alluded to, nobody was talking about masks as a control mechanism for viruses. Now, I understand why they can convince people they work, because when you put on a mask and you sneeze, you can tell that it hangs on to those sneeze particles. Unfortunately, 
What it, the problem that makes people sick, the problem that transmits virus are the little particles you don't see. The large particles that you catch in a mask, they're dead virus. If you're even sick with anything, they're dead virus. It's the small, invisible, 0.12 micron viruses that sneak out through the mask, around the mask. They're like golf balls going through a, a tennis net. Okay, the, the, our masks, even the very best medical mask, cannot screen out, cannot protect you from this kind of small particle virus. And the other, the other falsehood is they would like you to think that this, you spread this to people because you cough on them. No, nobody coughs on each other. When's the last time you ever coughed on anybody? What really is happening is if somebody's diseased and they have this virus, it gets into the atmosphere and the whole air fluidity is filled with little viruses. We have it around us all the time. You can't mask that away. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't options. There are treatments, as we, as we just heard. There is also environmental mitigation. Turns out humidity is great for this. But masks don't control viruses. They control you. And the, the, the biggest myth in this is that they're not damaging. You hear people say all the time, well, they may not do much, but they're not really hurting anybody. Yes, they are. Besides what they're doing to society as a whole, separating us, isolating us, think about what they're doing to our children. You know, children need to look at faces to learn how to be a human. Reading faces is part of humanity. Um, interacting with people. We are creating a generation of children that have an inchoate fear of things. A four-year-old doesn't understand what's going on. And we are making a generation of children that are afraid of their environment. That's not a way to make a healthy generation. And this is a problem that's going to waft into the next generation. We have to stop this now. We have to take our country back. You know, this is, this is, this is the most, I think the masks may look like they're not much. They look like they're just a little soft piece of cloth over your face. What's the big deal? The big deal is that they may be soft and they may look okay, but this is George Orwell's boot on the human face forever if we don't get this off. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Dr. Jeff Barkey. I'm a board-certified primary care physician. I've been in private practice for over 25 years. I'm also a former 12-year elected school board member and the co-founder and current chair of a new free public charter school in Orange County, California, called Orange County Classical Academy. I'm here this morning to talk to you about children and our schools. We must stop the unnecessary fear that us adults have imposed on our children. The CDC's own data and the science shows that every school in America should be open. The data is clear. From the CDC's own website, if you're less than 20 years old, the survivability of COVID-19 is 99.997%. Well, what does that mean? If you look at the death certificate, the, the death numbers in the United States, less than 15 years old, there's been 72 deaths of children in the United States. Now, every death is a tragedy, but let's put this in perspective. Every year, there's over 600 traffic deaths in children. Every year, over 350 children drown. Influenza every year in this past 2019-20 season has taken the lives of 125 children. Cancer kills more than 1,800 children every year. So what I'm here to tell you is 
a child has a greater risk of dying in a car crash going to school than they do of dying from COVID-19. Most importantly, the notion that somehow our children spread this virus to at-risk adults just isn't true. There's been several studies that have come out recently, including in the Atlantic, where they looked at 200,000 kids in 47 states. The conclusion is kids rarely get ill and they don't spread this virus to at-risk adults. There's a German study of over 2,000 students in 13 schools. And what that showed and the authors concluded that in fact children act as a break upon the virus spreading to adults. And then recently a Yale study came out, 50 states, 50,000 childcare centers. These children did not have masks on and there was no evidence that these kids were getting sick or spreading this virus to adults. So the bottom line is this, schools in the United States must be open. The fear of this virus is causing more harm than the virus itself with increased anxiety, increased suicide, increased depression. We must open the schools and we must stop spreading unnecessary fear to our children. Thank you. Hello, my name is Dr. Brian Tyson. I'm a board certified family medicine doctor. I have over 14 years of ER experience and hospital medicine experience. We opened up our own urgent care about two and a half years ago in the rural community of the Imperial Valley El Centro. We were at the heart of the pandemic with one of the highest risk populations in the nation due to our large uh, Hispanic and diabetic population. We border the city of Mexicali, which has 1.5 uh, million residents. We took on the coronavirus head on. We saw over 20,000 patients in person. We treated this virus early. We treated this virus aggressively. And we only had one hospitalization and zero deaths. Zero deaths. Because we were not going to stand by and allow people to die without treatment. We were told to stop testing. We were told to stop prescribing, but we didn't. And we continue to treat today, and we've treated over 1,900 positive patients. We've treated patients from 11 months old to 90 years old. We treated patients with pulse oximetry less than 90, with chest x-rays that were filled with inflammation and fluid. We sent them home with treatment. We reevaluated that treatment and every one of them has survived. I'm here to tell you, at the beginning of this, we were all afraid. But my staff and myself, after going through this and seeing this eye to eye, we are no longer afraid. We can go back to school again. We can go back to work again. We can go back to life again. And we can go back to being Americans again. We do not need to let fear take our freedom.
Praise God, and I'm just going to have to leave it right there because we're out of time. You can hear the entire event at americasfrontlinedoctors.com. Thank you again for listening. God bless you all. Hope you tune in again next time. Be strong and pray for a fair election. Truth Dealer Radio. No matter what time zone you're in, it's Truth O'Clock. TruthDealerRadio.com. You keep talking about Jesus. Some folks out there just might be listening.